Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. We are brought to you today by Athletic Greens AG1. This magical green powder of 75 pristinely sourced vitamins and minerals supports your gut health, immune function, and it helps with energy, recovery, focus, and even anti-aging. These are a few of the many reasons that AG1 has become a staple part of my routine. First thing, every morning into a cold glass of water. AG1 saves me time and money by taking all the guesswork out of what vitamin stack I should be using to help optimize my health. So you can reclaim your health with convenient daily nutrition. It's easy. One scoop in a cup of water every day. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash roadman to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The link and all the details for this offer are in today's show notes. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. Now, this weekend, I am cycling the Wicklow 200, which is a 200 kilometer sportif around the Wicklow mountain range. And it's an event that's about a month out from my main targeted event, and that's the Rift Gravel Race in Iceland. And as soon as I signed up, I started training because the Rift is you know, really tough. It's going to be a very, very challenging day for me. And today I want to talk about some of the things that I've learned from finally applying myself to training and reaching a goal and meeting all my mini goals over the last four months. Lesson number one that I've learned is that the process matters more than the results. Now, I used to hear this all of the time. The journey is more important than the destination. And I always thought that that was such bullshit. (laughs) The journey is not as fun as the destination. But over the last couple of months, uh, I'm starting to kind of come over and understand why this saying is so popular because no matter how talented you are, there's no guarantee that you're going to reach your goal. Over the last couple of months, there's been times when I didn't meet my target training errors or my target power numbers, but I kept working on my goals every day without giving up. And that's why it's important to focus on the process. And what I mean when I say focus on the process, well, it's concentrating on what you do every day, every week or every month rather than on that end result that you're after. So you're focusing on the process and that's essential for a really important reason. And that is because it's the only thing that you actually have control over. So let's say, for instance, you want to do your first race, a process orientated goal, which is the ones that we want to focus on. That would be to spend 10 hours per week training or to improve your endurance or make sure that you've got good bike handling skills or you want to improve your 60 second power or whatever that race will demand from you. That's a goal that you have control over. And then on the other hand, a result orientated goal would be to podium on your first race and by race number five that you'll have gotten enough points to get promoted to a higher category. And while you've some control over that goal by deciding how many races you do and choosing your races carefully so they suit your skills, there's no guarantee that you'll achieve it. So focusing on results orientated goals for me puts my head in a bit of a spin. If I think about the huge challenge that lies ahead of me in the Rift gravel race, I'll start to completely freak myself out. 
So I focus on the process goals. So my process goals are, you know, if I get this disgusting 90 minute walk bike session done today, then tomorrow I'll take that rest day. And then, you know, I will learn how to change a flat. I'll decide on my feeling strategy. And all of these processes, they'll ultimately lead me to achieve the result that I want. And honestly, this has been a game changer for me, focusing on today, not letting my mind and my imagination run wild at me about what could happen or how tough it's going to be and how the hell am I going to get through this event and all of the things that can go wrong. I'm taking back control and focusing on the things that I can control day to day. Number two, patience can't be underestimated. Most people underestimate the amount of time and effort that they need to reach their goals. And that's one of the main reasons why we fail to reach them, because our initial estimation is so far off, we end up beating ourselves up and end up giving up on our dreams. And I have to admit that I have considered giving up many times. I had to remind myself to be patient and stay focused on the processes. And this is where I find having a coach to be so helpful, because Aaron, and I talk about Aaron all of the time in the podcast, he helps me set realistic goals and also set mini goals along the way to see that there is these improvements being made. So no, I didn't jump 50 watts on my FTP after three weeks of training, but that's normal. And if I'm patient, if I follow the processes, I will see huge gains eventually. Okay, lesson three. Failure does not exist. Failure is just a matter of perspective. So to fail, you have to first have an idea of what success is for you. And when you have a strong attachment to these fixed ideas of what success is, you'd be absolutely devastated when your results don't match up with it. So you need to let go of these rigid perceptions of success and then you won't be disturbed by these, you know, so-called failures or at the very least, they will not have as much of an impact on you. And in life, failure is just an inevitable part of the journey. So we, we have missed opportunities. We've disappointing race results. We've setbacks. You know, they'll leave us feeling demoralized and disheartened. But if we can start to understand that failure is not a dead end, but it's like a stepping stone towards growth, it's a stepping stone towards your success. And if you embrace failure and if you cultivate this positive mental mindset around failure, we can actually unlock our full potential. And at the heart of approaching failure with this positive outlook lies this concept that I absolutely love to talk about, and that is a growth mindset. This growth mindset outlook was coined by a psychologist, Carol Dweck. So it's basically a belief that abilities and skills can be developed through dedication, through hard work and perseverance. And instead of viewing failure as a reflection of your talent or your worth, People with a growth mindset see failure as an opportunity for learning and improvement. So as we fail, we need to make adaptions to our strategies, to our techniques, and in my case, in our training routines. And by analyzing our failures, we gain massive insights that contribute to our overall growth as athletes and actually helps to build resilience and ultimately unlocks loads and loads of potential. Okay, lesson number four, setting the right goals is a must. So we know that setting goals is an essential part of growth. And when it's done right, goals give a roadmap that guide us towards success. But there is a delicate balance between setting ambitious 
yet attainable goals and establishing objectives that are completely out of reach. So at the start of the year, if I had set myself a goal to get onto a pro team, that would have been completely ridiculous. But there is power in stretch goals and stretch goals are these ambitious targets that push us beyond our comfort zones and they inspire us to strive for excellence and tap into this untapped potential that I'm always talking about. And for me, the Rift gravel race is definitely a stretch goal. At the beginning, when I signed up, I kind of thought maybe I would do the 100 kilometer course, but that would have been just a goal for me. A stretch goal for me is to complete the 200 kilometer course. And while stretch goals can be really motivating, unachievable goals can have the opposite effect on our emotional well-being. So if I still had it in my head to become a pro rider and I get to where I am in the season, it's not working out well for me. That is a goal that's completely, you know, it's entirely out of reach. And this gap between our expectations and reality, it becomes way too vast to bridge. So then I feel like I'm constantly failing. And these repeated failures lead to demoralization, frustration and a loss of self-confidence. So having these realistic aspirations are key. Goals that are challenging yet attainable within our capabilities. So by setting these realistic goals, we'll set ourselves up for success while maintaining a positive mindset. And these goals provide a sense of direction and progress because they're within our reach with a focused effort and dedication. So to maximize our potential for success, we need to strike that balance between stretch goals and realistic aspirations. Stretch goals help us push boundaries, achieve remarkable feats. They should be complemented by smaller achievable goals that build momentum though and maintain this motivation. So by breaking down larger objectives into manageable bite-sized milestones, then we can celebrate incremental victories along the way. Okay, lesson number five is that self-compassion is very powerful. So are you a bit too hard on yourself? Because I've been there too. There's been times where I'm my own worst critic. But what I've learned is that we need to learn to cultivate self-compassion and use positive self-talk in times of setbacks. And in the pursuit of these stretch goals, setbacks and failures are going to happen. They're inevitable. And whether in cycling or in life, these moments of disappointment can trigger a barrage of negative self-talk and self-criticism. And I am a devil for this. My inner monologue sometimes can be so toxic, but we need to recognize that the negative inner monologue, it only serves to compound our distress and actually hinder our progress. But it, it's so easy to slip into this, isn't it? When things go wrong, it's natural for our inner voice to engage in self-criticism and self-talk. And we give out to ourselves for mistakes or shortcomings. And we believe that talking to ourselves in such a harsh manner will actually drive us to improve. But the reality is quite the opposite because negative self-talk erodes our self-confidence and it impairs our problem-solving abilities and it kind of fosters a cycle of self-doubt. So it, let's say in the realm of cycling, it can lead to loss of motivation and actually hinder your athletic performance. Self-compassion involves treating ourselves with kindness, understanding, acceptance, especially during these dark, difficult times that 
that you're going to have when you're reaching for these stretch goals. And by shifting this inner dialogue towards self-compassion, we create an environment of support and encouragement for ourselves. And self-talk is such a powerful tool in these challenging situations. So we need to consciously replace negative thoughts with constructive and supportive ones. And we can reframe these setbacks as opportunities for growth and learning. Okay, And the last one is celebrating accomplishments. It's so important. It's so key to take time to write down your accomplishments and give yourself a little pat on the back and a chapeau, even for the small ones. I like to write down all the milestones that I reached in a notebook and keep a journal about my training and how I'm feeling, my sleep, my diet, and just take a note of when I felt really strong on the bike and how that made me feel. Or it can be something as simple as if you get to X goal, I will treat myself to Y. So if you're into music, go and buy yourself that new record. If you want to go out for a meal or if you want to have a glass of wine to say, well done to yourself, go for it. Make sure that you keep those neurotransmitters, those reward loops. We want them to keep firing in our brains so we stay motivated. And I'm not recommending you go out and treat yourself to those new wheels that'll cost four grand after hitting one of your targets. But I guess I can't hurt either. <laughs> okay, Roman, that is all from me for today. I will chat to you all again next week. Until then, safe pedaling. Roman, do you want to win your own WAP bike? We have a WAP bike here and it's absolutely amazing. And Anthony and I both rely on it to get our sessions done. If you want to win your own WAP bike, we have an amazing competition running at the moment. I've put the link to enter into the show notes. All you have to do is click the link, enter your name and email and you're in. Best of luck.